Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mountains of Magic podcast, your place for those Walt Disney World planning tips and tricks. If you are listening to this live, happy Black Friday. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving if you're in the States and celebrated that, and you're out shopping if you so choose. I know it's one of my favorite days of the year just to get to hang out with my mom and my sister, do a little shopping, but I digress. Hi, friends. I'm Danielle. We're talking Disney Cruise Line today. This is episode 134. Disney Cruise Line 101, questions to ask before planning your cruise. Everybody, happy Friday to you. I already rambled in the intro, but I hope you had a great holiday if you celebrate Thanksgiving and you are enjoying a nice restful weekend. If you're listening to this later on, I hope it's been a great day so far. But we are talking Disney Cruise Line today. I have got my first Disney Cruise booked for July of 2024. If you want to come along, we'd love to have you. Come cruise with me. Reach out. We'll get you booked. We'll have a great time. Um, But I have done a lot of research and training on Disney Cruise Line. We have an earlier episode where my friend Alex came on and talked about her cruise to give us a little kind of behind the scenes. I'll link that in the show notes. Definitely go listen in about her cruise. But I wanted to talk about the planning process because before you ever book anything, there's a lot of questions that you need to ask and you need to answer. Because if you just get on the website or if you just reach out to me or your travel agent and like, I want to go on a cruise in June. Well, that's a loaded question. There are lots of follow-up questions to that as I learned booking a cruise for my family. So I just want to go through kind of some of the basics with Disney Cruise Line and things that if you're planning to book you'll want to kind of have already thought through in advance um, so you can plan the best trip for you. So let's jump in. Okay, so first up, let's just cover why Disney Cruise Line, because let's not sugarcoat this. Disney Cruise Line cost more than most of your other cruise lines out there. Okay, Royal Caribbean, Carnival, Virgin, Princess, whatever it is, I can help you book those too. But those are just a lower cost. So why would you want to pay this extra money and splurge for Disney Cruise Line? Well, I'll just drop a few things that I know or that I've kind of heard firsthand from people who have sailed on their ships. One, you're getting that Disney quality of service. It's just top notch. Um, you've got included kids club fees with that, like Broadway style entertainment, um, and just that caliber of service, the rotational dining that you're getting is just really top notch. I've heard a lot of people say once you cruise Disney, you won't really go back. Um, So I'm starting off with a bang and (laughs) might be disappointed if I go elsewhere. So just do your research. Um, It is a vacation that is pretty all inclusive. You're paying up front for food. So if the price tag is hitting a bit higher than what your Walt Disney World vacation would be, I just know how much my family of four spends on food. And so the fact that that's included it, it pretty much uh, evens out. So let's talk about first question that you want to ask. So remember, with cruising, it's not just, well, I want to go October 5th through 12th. 
well, the boat may not leave on the 5th and it may not return on the 12th. So you've got to look at your itinerary. If you are flexible on dates, you just have a month that you want to go. That's great. That's a little bit easier to work with. But I really think the first decision you need to make and first thing that you want to choose is what ship you want to sail on. Now, again, you could be real open with that. And if you're flying anyway, maybe it doesn't really matter where you fly to, but we want to narrow down the ships. So the first thing that I'm going to kind of share with you is all six of the Disney Cruise Line ships, where they go. And another thing that I think factors into that is length of itinerary. Maybe you're just looking for a short, long weekend situation. Maybe you want to go for a whole week. Every ship isn't going to fit both of those criteria. Um, So let's just kind of jump in. First up, we have the newest ship that's currently on the market. This is the end of 2023, and that is the Disney Wish. So right now and into 2024, this ship is sailing out of Port Canaveral, Florida, so about an hour outside of Orlando. This is a great one to kind of tack on to a Disney vacation. But these are three and four night sailings that hit the Bahamas for the most part. They stop at Disney's private island, Castaway Key, and eventually I think they may do a few sailings to Lighthouse Point, the newer private island. Um, But the wish is kind of just set up on a rotation. If you do a three-night sailing, you're kind of that long weekend, that Friday to Monday. If you do a four-night sailing, you're looking at Monday to Friday. So kind of depends on how your vacation is falling within your week. Now, the newest ship, the Treasure, will also be sailing out of Port Canaveral. This goes live in the summer of 2024, but they will be doing seven night sailings in the eastern, mostly western Caribbean. Um, So if you're looking for that longer sailing out of Port Canaveral, you'll want to hop on the Treasure. Okay, next up, also out of Port Canaveral, we have the Fantasy. The Fantasy has a variety of different sailings, ranging from five nights, seven nights, to ten nights. Uh, They're hitting the Bahamas and the Caribbean and are going to be stopping at Disney's new private island, Lighthouse Point, when that opens up in the summer of 2024. Okay, now we go down to Fort Lauderdale. So out of Fort Lauderdale, you can sail on the Magic. This is going to be hitting the Caribbean and the Bahamas, about three to five nights in length for those sailings. But sometimes the Magic sails out of Galveston and hits up Mexico for kind of that same three, five night length sailing. So just depends on time of year where you're going to find that ship. Okay, then we're going to hop over to the Dream. And the Disney Dream is kind of all over the place. So occasionally it will do short three and four night sailings out of Fort Lauderdale. But for the most part, it is hanging out over in Europe. So sailing out of Spain, sailing out of England, sailing out of Rome, anywhere from five to 12 night sailings, um, hitting the Mediterranean, Northern Europe, Norway. So if you want to be kind of over in that area, get the Mediterranean, get those European cruises, you're going to want to 
look into the dream. And then lastly, we have the Disney Wonder. This one is going to spend the kind of summery months hitting up Alaska and sailing out of Vancouver, anywhere from five to nine night cruises. And then it's going to spend time over in Sydney for three to seven night cruises. And you can explore Australia over there. So right now, and only really looking at expanding more and more, Disney Cruise Line is kind of all over the place. So the first thing I would probably consider is where do I want to go? Do I want to go to Alaska, Australia, the Mediterranean, or am I just looking for a nice little bohemian cruise? Um, If that's the case, Caribbean, Bahamas, you've got, you know, multiple options in there. So if that's the case, after I decide where I want to visit, I'm going to want to narrow down, well, how many days do I want to go? And that could be based on how much vacation time you have. That could be based on budget. Whatever it is, I would say that is your next factor. Now, if you're still kind of up in the air, you can also look at, well, where does this, where's the port? What am I flying out of? Again, if you're going to be in Orlando, hitting up one of those cruise ships that comes out of Port Canaveral could be a good option. But I also want to talk about age of ships and size in case that's kind of a deciding factor for you. Or maybe you're between, oh, the wish or the fantasy, both out of Port Canaveral, you know, that kind of thing. So your new newest newest ship is going to be the treasure that's not even doing its maiden voyage until summer 2024 but its sister ship is the disney wish that's the next newest ship these can hold about 2500 people so they are the largest in the fleet right now um, and they are the newest so you're getting kind of the newest technology definitely if you have young kiddos that are super into you know a certain ip certain character look into that because they've got a frozen show they have a marvel show here Um, So if those are big things for your kiddos, the Disney Wish, Disney Treasure could be great ships there. Um, Next up, the Dream and the Fantasy. Those are sister ships about the same size, about 2,500 passengers, but a little bit older. Going to have different theming, different theming to the restaurants and the kids club. So look into that specifically if there's a certain thing that you're looking for. But know whatever ship you're on, you can meet, you know, a plethora of of characters, that kind of thing. And then lastly, your oldest ships are the Magic and the Wonder, and they are a bit smaller, holding 1,750 people at capacity. So, you know, if size, age of ship matters to you, definitely look into that. You can also, there's different entertainment on every ship, different specialty restaurants. One other thing I want to throw out there is if you're looking for a specialty cruise. So there are Halloween themed cruises. There are Christmas themed cruises. There are Marvel Days at Sea. If that's something specific that you're looking for, there's Pixar Day at Sea. Um, You can search specifically for those cruises and see, okay, what ship are those on? Most of your Caribbean and Bohemian cruises are going to offer, you know, one or multiple of those. But if that's high on your priority list, definitely look into that. 
Okay. So once we have picked our ship and we know where we are sailing to and we have decided how many nights or days we would like to sail, um, then if it's not already set in stone, narrow down when you want to go, look at your month, something like that. Now, that may have to be your first criteria, to be honest. If you're trying to do a spring break cruise, you got one week. So you may have to start there and just see what's available. But definitely narrow down that timeline a little bit. Okay, we'll know where we're going, what port we're coming out of, what ship we are on, and then we can get into our booking process. All right, so I am, I know you can't see me, but I'm going to pull up my computer and kind of go through as if I am booking a cruise, um, just to kind of bring up a few different things you want to know. So right now I'm looking at Summer 24 on the Wish, um, and let's say that I want to do a four-night cruise. So that's going to be kind of throughout the week, Monday through Friday. One thing to note, these holiday themes cruises, just like the parks, they do extend out pretty far so that multiple people can experience them. So you're going to see these Halloween cruises popping up, you know, pretty much all of September and October and the very merry time ones all of November and December for the most part. So let's say that I want to go on a Halloween on the high seas cruise and we'll go in September. Okay, September 16th through 20th. So pricing for this is really wide range. Um, I'm just looking for two adults right now, but anywhere from about $2,500 to $5,700. And that's because this is your next decision to make. Do you want an inside stateroom in which you do not have windows or anything like that? Do you want an ocean view stateroom where you have a porthole and you can can see out? Do you want a veranda where you have that little balcony patio to step out on? Or are you looking for concierge level where you get that kind of extra service, um, special area, dining, that kind of thing? and some extra perks with like booking things early, all of that. So that's kind of your next decision to make. And that's going to not, it's going to change the price a lot. That's where you're kind of seeing that jump. So if you are flexible on dates, you can definitely kind of shop around week to week. You're going to see prices varying. So that September 16th sailing I mentioned, an inside stateroom for two people is $2,500. But if I wait and cruise on October 7th, it is now $3,100. So almost a $1,000 jump just by going a few weeks out. So if you have that flexibility definitely shop around. But we're going to look at this September 16th cruise, and I'm going to need to decide what type of stateroom I want. So I am a big fan of verandas. I want to be able to go out on my little balcony. I love a balcony anywhere. So I'm going to need to choose if I want a deluxe ocean view stateroom with a veranda or a deluxe family ocean view stateroom with veranda. So the regular one is going to sleep three to four people and be about 243 square feet, where the family one is going to sleep four to five and be 284 
square feet. So if you need that fifth person, that fifth sleeper, you can get it with these deluxe family ocean view staterooms with veranda. I have a family of four, so I'm going to stick with the regular stateroom there. And next decision I need to make is do I want to be aft? midship or forward. And there's a little bit of variable pricing, not a ton there based on that. So I am worried about being seasick because I've been getting motion sick on lots of rides. So I'm going to go with midship. And then my next decision will be what deck I want to be on. So for this cruise, I've got the option of deck six, seven, eight, and 10. Um, The floor plans of these ships are public record. You can look at them. Some things you might want to consider because here's what my next option is going to be. With Disney Cruise Line, you get to pick your specific room. So it's not like going to Walt Disney World where it's just up in the air. You get what you get. I get to pick my specific room. But I may not know that the, you know, the pool deck is right above me or that there's a theater really close to me. So if noise is something you're worried about, I've also heard a few stories about people being near laundry and how that is not so fun to hear everyone's laundry room conversations. Um, So you can definitely take a look at the deck plan and decide what you want. But again, I'm a little worried about motion sickness. So I'm going to kind of go in the middle. I'm going with deck eight. And then I will get to see a little map of every veranda stateroom of available on deck eight and get to make my choice. Now, what I'm looking for is honestly the ones that kind of appear on like a little bit of a bump out so that my veranda may be a little bit larger. I can see where the stairwells are. I can see the laundry. If I need a connecting room with another party, I can choose that as well. So it really is nice to be able to pick specifically what room you want. Okay, so now that I've gone through all of those details, I can secure my room. And so now to officially sign up for my cruise, get that deposit down, I'm going to put in very detailed um, info for my people going. Um, Also, I do have the ability when I'm booking, if there's still some wiggle room to choose my dining time. So there are kind of two rotations with this. You can either dine around like 545 on most ships. And that means you would go to your entertainment after dinner, or you can go to your entertainment first and have the second dining time around 8 or 815. So it's giving me the option to change that. Um, You will have to put down a deposit to book your Disney cruise and it's a 20%. So a bit of a larger chunk than that $200 deposit normally that you put down at Walt Disney World, but you have freedom to change or cancel without penalty up to 90 days before on most sailings, unless you're getting like a really special rate, booking in less of a window than that, any of that kind of stuff. So that is your walkthrough for booking a Disney cruise. But I wanted to do an episode on this because there is a lot to it. There's a lot to think about. And, you know, if you're very go with the flow, you don't really care. You're looking for a deal. That's awesome. But if there are specific things that you want in your cruise, kind of like me, being worried about motion sickness, being able to choose the specific room that I'm going to be in, really, really important. So 
if you want to Disney Cruise or if you just want to look into it, get some pricing, get some quotes, I would love, love to help you out with that. You can email me at Danielle Robbins at FantasticalVacations.com or find me on the socials, on Instagram, on Facebook. They're both in the description below. But I would love, love to talk cruising with you. Early 2025 is already open for Disney Cruise Line up until like May, June-ish time. So if you're wanting to, you know, already book that, it's a great option because these ships are smaller in capacity. Cruises definitely sail out and I sail, oh my goodness, sell out. And I will tell you the best time to book a cruise is early because cruises are a really hot commodity right now. Disney isn't really dropping promos on them. If they do, we can get that applied for you. But the best time to book a cruise is early. That's when you're going to see the lowest price. Normally, as you get closer to the cruise date, the price only goes up. So if you want to cruise, let's get you a quote. Let's look into it. Lock that in for you. Um, or just let me share some more info with you if you're curious about it. Any of those specialty cruises or want to know any more about the ships. But my friends, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a fabulous rest of your week and I will chat with you next time. Hope you have a magical day. Bye-bye. 